0: Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought, number 214, and today I have a chance to talk a little bit about, you know, some tooth issues that are going on, in addition to a complication that I had with a wedding couple that did not materialize.
1: Speaking of things that didn't materialize, I have to say goodbye to my beloved shorts after I pulled them out of the laundry. More to come. In addition, have you ever seen... A creature that looked out of this world, an alien species of some sort, I have. On this episode of the Stream of Thought, episode number 214. As usual, we hope you enjoy. <laughs> so, I know we've talked several times about getting the most use out of something and having it pretty much render itself... Non-usable or non-functional until we upgrade and get something else, whether it's technology or clothes. So, dude, get this. Look what happened to me the other day. Now, I have had these shorts. These are running shorts. I was thinking for a while, I was like, oh, no, I probably need to donate these or get rid of them because it it has a drawstring. But also the the elasticity has worn out long ago. And so lately for the last several months... Uh, I've had to use the drawstring to keep them on because the elasticity doesn't work anymore. And what I love about these running shorts is that they have pockets. So I can just wear them while I'm running errands or doing whatever so I can put my phone or wallet in them because a lot of the time I look at running shorts and they're not what I want. They don't have any pockets or whatever the case is. They have like – crazy reflectors all over them or they're like way too expensive or whatever. So these were great. And I got these at old Navy. They cost like, I think $12, bro. Look what finally happened. I don't know if you can see, I'll explain it to you, but the inside, the inside of the shorts, uh, there's a portion of it that it kind of tore away. And so when I took it out of the dryer, the drawstring had come out that portion of the shorts as if you were to pull the drawstring and so then it disappears in the front and then and then you can see it uh you could see it um in the in the waistline and it it had like wiggle its way out and so I put it back but I thought to myself Victor you can't wear these again like just donate these to Goodwill but bro
0: these were a solid run do you want to guess how old these are i'm guessing that they're probably like late high school to early college
1: Ooh, that is a very good guess that is a very good guess i bought these actually right before senior year of college started i was actually already on campus it was like a week or so before classes were supposed to start i was with my buddy micah we went to the uh lafayette shopping mall we were just hanging out or maybe i was with chris actually i think it was with chris like that matters um, and I remember the articles of clothing that I got from Old Navy. I got like four article, articles of clothing. This is the last one. This is the last survivor. The other shorts – oh, no, this is one of the last ones. The other one, the khaki pleated shorts I had had to go because they got too stained after doing landscaping. Another one, like I'm missing the button. I don't know what happened to it. I think I just gave it away. The other pair of pleated shorts I have are – they're still working, but they're totally fading. They're starting to rip at the very edge, and so I'm, I have a lot of clothes that I think I just need to get rid of just to donate and buy new ones. But I thought you'd get a kick out of that, how uh, ratted and
0: tatted this uh, this guy is that's actually kind of impressive have you thought about and I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast at all uh, the issue of sewing trying to sew stuff together and
1: I've never learned how to sew what
0: is there to learn Are, seriously really you've never sewed anything
1: I've never sewn anything I've tried fucking around with the uh, with the singer sewing machine that my mom had like she let me run some fabric through one time when she was making stuff but I've never had to sew anything myself. I have maybe, the closest, honestly, the closest I've come to sewing is wrapping the thread back around the button and through one of the holes when it starts to get itself loosened up.
0: Okay, so uh, you may have heard a zipper in the background. I just want to show you what is in my to-go bag. And I don't know if you, this is the most handy little piece of equipment ...that I have found in moments of great distress of, oh my god, my pants lost a button, or there was a tear, or something like that. It's a mini sewing kit. It's a travel sewing kit that my mom gave me probably, like, three or four years ago. Never had a need for it before, but now, as a lot of my clothes are starting to get older, and I have rips and stuff like that, there, there's, like, my favorite dress pants that I wear that, like, fit perfectly for, like, where I am in the moment... And ended up getting, getting a rip in the behind, as tends to be the case. And I was like, okay, so I could either toss these dress pants or, because my mom was a prolific sewer when, and she knitted all these sort of things and was, you know, kind of gave me the 101 as to how to do it. And I was like, okay, you know what, let's, let's give it a go. Let's, let's try it. So there's, you know, there's the thread. There's a measuring thing, there's a little, like, mini pair of scissors, there's the needle that you thread through, all that. I was like, okay, this is going to be the first time. And so I tried sewing it up, and the first time ended up failing, and after, I think, two uses, ended up uh, splitting back where it was. I was like, oh, I just didn't do enough, so I talked with my mom. She's like, oh, this is how you do it. Bro, that can save, like, clothing that would otherwise... I mean, be worth discarding. But, man, I I would strongly, strongly recommend you, or anybody, really, just to to have, like, a mini sewing kit for those little little in-the-moment emergency situations where you got to, like, tidy something up really quick.
1: Dude, I've seen those things at the store, right? Or I've maybe seen it lying around my house, like, in my mom's drawer or something growing up as a kid. I don't know. But, bro, anytime I've seen those... I stop and I take a second to look at it and I think, how the fuck is anybody supposed to know how to use this? And I go about the rest of my day. <laughs> and that's the only thought I have. I'm just like, what? But it's, I just don't, I mean, I understand the concept of it, right? Obviously. But the, for the same reason, someone, you know, you can explain the concept of a, of a, car that is a stick shift but they don't know how to do it they, they can't do it right I mean I'm sure I can get the, the hang of it
0: so literally for all the shirts that you wear like there's never been a button that's kind of popped out that you're like I mean oh.
1: yeah yeah there, there's one of my shorts that I have the shorts I'm wearing right now there's no button I haven't had a button on there <laughs> for I don't even know I couldn't tell you one year five years I have no idea uh I and I just know anytime I've needed sewing done I've had my mom do it. But, like, my backpack, it's tearing at the top where uh, where there's, like, this pocket flap. And I, don't, I can't tell you how long that's been like that. For three years, two years, five years. I have no idea either. But if something needs to get sewn, this just happened. Oh, my goodness, dude. My world's a mess. This just happened the other day. My pillowcase was came out of the dryer, the top of it ripped, so the pillow is bulging out of the fucking pillow shape. Oh, wow. Perfect scenario for more sewing.
0: Yes. I'm not going to get it done. Bro. I'm not going to do it. I know okay, so to be totally honest, I actually have a pair of shorts that's missing the the top button, <laughs> and it's like I could very easily like my mom like I'm home right now um visiting parents like I could very easily get an, get an extra button and sew it on. I just haven't gotten around to it, and I've been here for like two weeks as like oh okay, well, yeah, now that you mention it, I'm like finding all these things is <laughs> it's a menage it's a menagerie of things that need repair, like just little yeah. little things where you could like tighten it up. Sure. And stuff like that that's so funny
1: another story that i have i was at the park the other week and i'm uh i go into the bathroom and then i walk out and as i'm going into the bathroom i see you know everybody at the park people playing basketball people sitting on the bench people set up their own chairs watching their kids for like practice on the court people doing whatever over yonder is the hockey rink where i'm roller skating right and so i go to the bathroom and i'm passing all these people and I go to the bathroom, and then I come out. And when I come out, I notice this kid. I don't know why I didn't see him before because it, it stuck out. He stuck out like a sore thumb. I see this boy who is maybe I don't know, probably like 10, 10 to twelve years old, right? Bro, he's got like I think it's a, I think it's a phone, or like I don't think anyone does PSP anymore. It's got to be like a phone or something or the Switch. And bro. I see him playing this game, and I'm like – I'm easily 20 to 30 feet away. And immediately I notice his posture. I'm like, whoa, where are, the fu- where are your parents? Well, they're clearly not around, and they clearly don't pay attention or monitor your video game intake. Otherwise, they would see how deformed your posture is. I see this kid lift his head up. Like some creature. He went from a boy to a creature. Shoulders, like head sunken into his shoulders. The way he was looking around the room reminded me like a fucking insect or a fly. (laughs) I don't even know how to describe it. You had to see it. The way his eyes moved and the way his head moved around, it was almost as if he was underneath a rock. And you lifted a rock and interrupt his video game playing and all of a sudden he's looking around like, what the fuck is going on? And then you put the rock back down. Dude, oh just the way God. that he was moving his eyeballs in his head. And then like a fucking uh, Transformer, bro, right back into the posture, the video game playing posture. And all of a sudden his neck was a 90 degree uh, angle, right? Like and I'm just like, w-? you know, the sound effect for Transformers, right? <laughs> yes. What the fuck did I just watch? Boy to Creature to Transformer. That was on my mind the rest of the night.
0: So, okay, to be perfectly honest, though, um, and I don't know if I told you about this uh, when I had done the chiropractor a couple of times, right, where I was like, oh, okay, so I must have, like, scoliosis or something like that. He's like, oh, no, you definitely do. Uh, But he said, you know, I can tell that you're spending most of your day, like, hunched over a screen with your neck kind of leaning forward and stuff like that. And he's like, okay, so what you need to do is just sit up straight and try and, you know, try and avoid those situations where, because you sleep and the way that you've described it, you sleep kind of in a ball, right? Where I'll curl up and my, you know, neck will be down. But he said, while you're awake, try and maintain good posture. I was like, that is so much easier said than done I mean, <laughs> I, it is so it is so, so habitual for me where yes it's a great piece of advice yeah. but man i mean for all the other things that i have going on in my head that is the last thing that i'm going to be thinking about is my posture which you know i i wish i had better posture i would love that but bro there is there's there comes a certain point where you got you gotta give some so a little bit more of reasonable advice where it's like maybe this, that or the other thing. No,
1: I've done that before for uh, I mean they talk about that a lot in acting classes being aware or you oh, may, there, yeah. there are often classes specified for body like yeah body movement or dance or something like that where you're just aware of your body. Because I've, after that class one time, I was like sitting, driving, and I I became aware because we did the same thing. We were just in a chair. I was like sit in the chair, and then they just analyze your posture, and they tell you to be – and that's how you start the class, like be more aware and everything, right? And so I was just like, oh, I'm sitting. And then I was like, I wonder if I'm in the posture. I'm like, oh, I'm in the posture. And then I just straightened up a little bit. I was like, oh, my goodness. That does feel so much better, even though you have to break that habit when you stop and just do – Sit or stand in the correct posture, it's like, oh wow, this is so liberating. Like, how is it that? How was I not doing this
0: in the first place? How was how it not natural? I mean, because it feels so unnatural. I Laziness? mean, even right now, I don't know. As, yeah, I don't know. But even as you're saying this right now, I'm trying to like straighten my posture. It's like, oh, this actually does feel a little more, you know, a little more airflow going through my body and
1: stuff like that. I'm sure it's something you have to work on. It's something you have to work on. Like back in the day, you didn't have so many distractions. A lot of the work was mostly manual. You had to pay attention to your body, right? Nowadays, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to look at my phone. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to get more coffee. I got to go to the boss's office. I got to go to a meeting. And it's like you don't have time to pay attention to the deterioration, whereas back in the day, like that hurt the next day. Or like you could feel immediately, oh, this doesn't feel right. But this does. Driving a car versus uh, riding a carriage. Right? <laughs> sitting there. Right? You Maybe you might fall asleep at the carriage. A lot less, you know, probably not lethal compared to falling asleep at the wheel, but sitting up straight. And how boring that must have been, too. Right? Now we're going down this rabbit hole of fucking carriages. Sorry. <laughs> <was my> fault.
0: <laughs> it's all good. No, and uh, honestly, though, I mean, even when you're driving, right? I mean, a lot of times, well, especially for you in L.A., when you're driving, you've got to be like... Dude, bro...
1: I'm going to you know, – we'll come – let me – give me five minutes real quick because you're saying this. I'm like, this happened today. This happened on my way home. This happens every fucking day. This happens every day in LA. People crossing the intersection. Let's say even though this person was able – so first of all, God, I just think of all these things, right? This is a trigger for me. If you ever want to throw me off <laughs> and manipulate me in some way and in any environment, Rick's just – you know, ask me what I think about traffic or what. <laughs> anyway, these people are crossing the street, and it's like it's a left turn signal. It's a green left arrow, and they're halfway through. Um, they're halfway through, and, like, this car slows down, and I got pissed because I honked. And the thing with L.A. is people are overly cautious with pedestrians. And then this other person, uh, where I would have just driven by because I can see – Like – and two, like if you're not paying attention and I drive by and all of a sudden you notice when I drive by I'm like three feet in front of you, I don't give a fuck. I can see what I'm doing. You can't see what you're doing. So if you get a little worried, I don't give a fuck, right? Right. The strongest survive. Survival (laughs) of the fittest. Seriously. Don't look at your phone when you're crossing the street. True that. And so then this – then I'm going home and this person is – crossing the street, and I saw them crossing the street in front of me. They are going super slow, and then the lights changed, and I started to cross the street where I was trying to make another left turn. And one person stayed at the corner, and the other person was crossing, and they stopped, and they stood there, and they turned around, like, talking to their friend. Luckily, I was the first car in line, so I just drove past them, right? I drove right behind them. There weren't any oncoming cars, or so like, my car was partially in the oncoming lane. But, like, I'm not dealing with that shit, whereas other cars would just sit there and wait. And I was like, dude, I don't understand this sit and wait when there's an opportunity that you can just drive by. And I don't understand why we're in this fucking situation in the first place. People not being aware that there are other people, but also I know what you're thinking. I'm already one step ahead of you. At the end of the day, it's something that I don't like about myself or just, you know what I'm saying? It's some attribute of theirs being reflected in a different way that, that gets me upset. It's not necessarily that action if you want to get meta,
0: you know what I'm saying? No, totally. And yeah, I I don't know. But at the same time too, I mean, it's just common sense, right? Right. Like it's the, well, and, and that's the thing too, that I feel like maybe it's different on the West Coast than it is in the Midwest, where it's like you understand the flow of traffic, right? You understand how to navigate. And even if there's pedestrians that are starting to like cross the street or whatever, and you're able to turn ahead of them, we all understand whether we're a pedestrian or a driver. It's all Bro, good. New man. York,
1: when I was seeing you, New York City is even above that of Chicago. I'm very impressed. And people might come and say that people are assholes this and that and yeah, there's traffic, that's inevitable, you can't control it. But man, people in New York, they just know how to get to where they want to go and everyone accepts it and every, it's so much it's such a fast-paced game. Right? It's like the Premier League versus MLS. And
0: everyone's <laughs> on the same page yes everyone's on the same page in like new york and you know to a lesser degree chicago sounds like you know, that's not the, LA, dude, that's just so not yeah it's backwards <laughs> i just do not have the patience for that appeasing the incompetent i would like to think yeah i always <laughs>
1: bitch about it as a joke but honestly i just need to stop talking about it because it's never going to stop bothering me unless i stop giving it attention
0: well you know i mean maybe that tells you something about yourself that you need to work work yeah. on so what's new with you um Okay, so I'm going to hold up something.
1: Is it a tooth?
0: It is part of a tooth. I've had multiple cavity fillings over the course of my life, and I think we've talked about on podcasts before that I haven't gone to a dentist in probably about eh, six years or so, something like that. And so that has been the last time I'd gotten fillings. And it was yesterday. So, okay, so yesterday basically... I was eating Cheez-Its. And suddenly, there was, there was a crunch in my mouth. And I was like, wait, what? Like, oh wh- what gosh. is going on? And I'm like, there's something hard here. And like, I'm like, okay. Part of your tooth? What and the fuck? Part of my tooth. And so this was the same tooth that they had uh, done a cavity filling on before. And it was the same one where when I had been flossing there because there was like a little gap by the gums that had gotten inflamed a couple of times and it like made my entire face kind of like puff out making me look like you know half of a clown uh and i didn't know what was going on it's like oh shit but that's the second time now where i had another piece of my tooth in another filling that i had fall out probably about six months to nine months ago or something like that didn't really think anything of it it's all in the back too so you can't really see it in the front but at the same time, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake! Like my mouth is is feeling like it's falling apart right now. What the what the hell is going on? So anyway, yeah, dental care is very important. I still brush. That's the thing. I brush every day. Normally twice a day. Uh, I I use mouthwash. I use floss. I do I do all these things. I didn't take care of my teeth. When I was in like college, that was the last time that I kind of stopped taking care of my teeth and now all these things are starting to happen where I'm like losing parts of my teeth and stuff like that. It's like there's no pain, there's no, you know, there's there's nothing in that regard, but it's like what the fuck is what what is happening? So then do you have to get a crown put on? I don't know. I, like I said, I haven't been to a dentist in six years, so I.
1: I would go to a dentist. Now is a good time to go to the dentist.
0: Bro, it's so expensive without actually having health care, though. I, and and that that's been bro, my your tooth, resistance. half of
1: your tooth just fell out of your mouth. I think that's a sign to go to the dentist. I I would. I, would... I cannot believe you're telling me you're it's a, you think it's a better idea not
0: to go to the dentist. Do you know how expensive it is, though? I, my brother had to go in for dental care because uh, he had a uh, couple of his teeth were like like loose or something like that and it's like the bill is like three to four thousand dollars without health care like how do you make that happen really i mean when it when it comes to kind of managing through it because right now yeah whatever i like i i feel it peripherally there's no pain nothing else and the exorbitant cost that it would take to be able to remedy this situation, I'm just thinking to myself, it, can I can I hold off maybe another year or two? That's, that's where my mindset is. It's like, okay, it, everything still seems to be kind of in sorts, but that's also my biggest nightmare too, is like losing teeth, right? I don't want that to happen, but... Am I willing to bite the bullet and cut into literally the savings that I've tried to been, uh, tried to be accumulating over the course of the past couple of years? Am I going to cut that in half kind of thing? No, no teeth issues on your end, though? No.
1: Actually, one of my friends is uh, in her fourth year of dentistry school. And so I was actually just going to be like, can I just have you look at my teeth?
0: <laughs> Bro, that was like... That was like Shannon doing the uh, chiropractor work. I'm yeah. like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, but uh, you know, if there's if there's somebody willing to take a look at me for free and maybe you know, kind of kind of help assess the problem and what needs to be done, heck, go for it for sure.
1: She was gonna give me some free stuff, and if if I do like a survey, I was like, oh hell yeah, <laughs> yes. It's like fuck yeah, <laughs> let's do it,
0: right? networking
1: yeah but dude so before I, uh we started the podcast i was at the library and when i was there this guy is just like making all this noise he's being really loud and swearing left and right i was sitting by the stairs and i was waiting for the sheriff to bring him down because the sheriff one of the guys from the uh sheriff's department walks around making sure people wear their mask an actual officer
0: wait in the live in the library there's, there, there is an officer of the law walking around the library to make sure that people are wearing masks.
1: I don't know if this is all every day the entire day, but he's been there when I've seen him they ha- or somebody that's there. Because it's a public library. You can't tell someone they can't come in as long as they're like normal. But then you get some people that aren't mentally there. And But here's the thing too, because I'm waiting – I'm like, okay, this guy is definitely, like, one of the guys off the street who has, you know, some uh, mental instability. And I'm waiting, 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 and someone's like, where's the sheriff? Where's the sheriff? Then I see the sheriff, and then I see the guy still yelling. I'm like, why isn't he over there? And he's, like, talking to the guy, talking to one of the librarians, but there's no sense from him, like, oh, let me go over by this guy and arrest him for disorderly.
0: Engage with him, yeah.
1: Right. And the guy also – he did a lap. He 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 walked around by us because I didn't see him. He was on the other side of the library, but he walked by us and same thing. Fuck you, you piece of shit. I, motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. But there's no one that he's yelling at. He's just yelling this out loud to himself. And the guy is like yelling and screaming. And the officer is just standing there talking to the other librarian. I'm like, uh, are you not here to maintain... Law and order? Is this not disturbing the peace in a library, bro? Like, what other criteria does this situation need to meet in order to grab your attention?
0: And so the entire time, there was there was no resolution and this dude just kept going free ball. Like.
1: No resolution. There was no resolution. I mean, he would stop. For like 10 minutes. And then he'd start up again. But I was on the other side of the library. And I was watching the video. So I had my headphones in. So I can kind of hear him. I paused every now and then. Because I just wanted to listen and see if something was going to happen. But I never did. So I was undisturbed for the most part. I was entertained. And then I went back to my reading. It was just like I thought at the time too. It's, it's Seriously never a dull moment out here in LA. the time I think I told you. I definitely told Neil. I'm at the other library that's right by my apartment. And the Joker is sitting at the table, a few tables in front of me. The Joker, Heath Ledger Joker, all right, yeah, mm. all like with the face no. paint, the green hair, the suit, no. yep. And no, he's no, sleeping. No, no. and he's, and he's sleeping. Not... And because you know, there's no sleeping at the library. That's the one thing, right? You can't sleep at the library. Yeah. And he's sitting there at the table in the middle. I'm looking at him, and he's got his head down, and he's and he's not really saying anything so much as he is just grumbling. Then I see two police officers walking up from behind him. Now I feel like I'm in the movie, right? And they're like, come on, Joker, no sleeping. Come on. And I'm like, guys, don't get that close. This motherfucker has knives. He's got all sorts of tricks up his sleeve. (laughs) That's why he's called the Joker. And come on, Joker, get up, no sleeping. Come on. And eventually he, he gets up and he didn't put up a fight. He got up, and maybe he looked at them. I think he looked at them or maybe said something and then walked away. But he was non-threatening. But,
0: dude, it was
1: never a dull moment in L.A.
0: Bro, I uh, even in New York, I feel like I would be shocked to see something like that. That's – like, the makeup and hair, like, really? Really? And
1: you could tell he was just like a – I don't know if he was just some random guy that was just really drunk, or if he was a guy off the street that somehow managed to dress himself up pretty good, like Joker.
0: <laughs> I but then on, on Hollywood
1: Boulevard, that's... I remember like the first few weeks I lived here, I, I go into this coffee shop, I see Chewbacca and Darth Vader having coffee together. <laughs> <I'm> just like, <laughs> so
0: <I'm laughs> up Hollywood Boulevard, right? Because they're dressed
1: up to do photos with,
0: with. Uh... <laughs> Darth Vader and Chewbacca having coffee together.
1: <laughs> I saw like two Zoros, One of them with a pot belly. Like you just see weird stuff.
0: It is. It is interesting talking with uh, on a totally unrelated note. Talking with uh, some of the wedding couples that I've been in conversation with over the past couple of weeks. As now I'm getting ready to travel back to the East Coast and and do a lot of these like uh, fall slash winter weddings and in talking with them it's it's one of those things where i feel like i'm either on my game or off my game and it kind of results in this weird dynamic that i have where it's like okay just give me the facts all that versus oh we really relate to you you know we want to have this more intimate conversation and i had a conversation with um this person who didn't end up she didn't end up uh, confirming. I just want to give the story. I'm not going to give like specific details, but I I just want to get your insight because a lot of times is vetting the wedding couples that we end up taking on. Sometimes there's questionable, you know, circumstances when it comes to, to dealing with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs>
1: I just motioned to Rick to hurry the fuck up and tell the story. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Yellow card, yellow card, yellow card, red card, red card, red card. (laughs) So first of all, fuck you. And second of all, so this uh, this person had she had been saying that she wanted to get married with her husband, and uh, she had been in an abusive relationship before. Totally understand that, and had found this person in 2019. But he was Italian, and so he was apparently serving in the American military and was serving over in the Middle East at that point. In this wait, point you in said time, he
1: was like, Italian?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an Italian citizen who was serving in the American military. I don't know if he had dual citizenship or anything like that. And so he's he's overseas right now, so he couldn't be on the Zoom call. And normally I require both couples to be on the call so that I can get a sense of what their dynamic is, et cetera, et cetera have conversations.
1: Uh, where's your fiancé? Uh, he's off fighting a war right now.
0: Is what she said. And so... I'm normally used to, I, I have not had the situation before where, like, the the weddings I do are in New Jersey or New York, right? It's either of those places. She's living in Wisconsin right now and wants to have a wedding in New Jersey. And so we're, we're try, like, I'm trying to, like drag details out of her and i don't know if you've ever had this experience where there are certain things that people don't want to be asked and so they kind of evade the question and just deflect deflect deflect
1: come on come on let's just business right now i don't give a fuck what how you feel about it this is standard procedure
0: (laughs) and and so and i don't know about you but for me when i engage those situations it's like red flag number one right right as you're, as you're going on, it's like, they they can't answer simple questions. And every time that I ask a question, they answer a different question. And I was dealing with that, with this individual. And it came to a certain point where it's like, okay, so you say that you have this venue all set up and et cetera, et cetera. And she was saying, oh, well, we'd like, like to have it in church and all that. And as I continued to gather this information, more and more red flags kind of pop up that they only talk, uh, they've only met in person probably, like, uh, four or five times. And I wasn't able to get an exact number. I was like, so how many times, because you're in Wisconsin, and he's been kind of drifting up and down the East Coast, um, you know, military duty, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, how many times have you guys actually connected and she was like oh well i came out to new jersey and we spent five days together and then you know he's come out to wisconsin like three or four times and it he's he's my soulmate he's the person who i believe i'm meant to spend the rest of life my life with and it just goes on and on about how uh everything about him is just absolutely perfect. And I said, "Okay, so what is the main cuz every couple and you're going to find this out when you find your soulmate that every couple has difficulties in their relationship. What is the challenge or what is the point that you find of contention nothing. Nothing at all." And I kept I kept trying to press like there's got to be some sort of conflict. No, he just you know, if anything, he just loves me too much. And I was just, at that point, I'm thinking to myself
1: Final red flag! Final red flag! Final red flag!
0: <laughs> I don't know um, She she ended up she ended up calling it off, um, like, a couple days later in an email, like, oh, you know, we can't find a venue, and I don't know good. if I'll be able to get that out there. So I was like, but I could not, in good conscience, I don't think that I would have been able to do something like that. That's no. just, that's for me it feels a little like it's turning into I a little quick relationships for that cash it's turning yourself <laughs> <No> in <laughs> yeah but and and it, it was it was like okay so i found i found something great i found i found this diamond in in the sand right now and as I, you know as I was trying to rub off the sand of that diamond, I realized it was just coal, you know, <laughs> with, with a nice little sheen over it. I'm like, oh god, oh this is this is this is not something that I want kind of on my resume of of people who I've married. Yep.
1: On second thought, I'm just going to put this down. <laughs>
0: And well but that's the thing too is that Joe's like we don't we don't reject anybody and I believe that too right people can find love very quickly but if you're not able to answer some basics like simple questions about the relationship that you have that has
1: nothing to do with love and that has everything to do with is this individual capable of holding up their end of the bargain which is simply just setting up shop for for me to walk in and making sure I get paid that's that's it Right? <laughs> right? No. And, Pay me and make and, sure no, there is a venue yeah. for me to marry you in. Everything
0: else is on you. Exactly. And I uh, exactly. And but on top of that too, that actually reminds me. Uh she she kept telling me about how children on both because they both have children. They're both like in their later ages. Um she's got I think she she has 5 kids or something like that. Um and then he had like 3 kids. And she's like, yeah, all of our kids are saying this is a horrible idea and we're just going to disown them. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Seriously? I wanted to provide pastoral advice, but at that point I'm like, okay, so I'm not your pastor. You're living in Wisconsin right now. I'm never going to have any interaction with you, but this is not, this does not sound like a good idea, man. The, like,
1: it's all right. We've all had our moments. Where everything is just like, are you crazy?
0: Oh, no. No. I mean, I was that way too, which is why I give people oh, yeah. a lot of leeway. <laughs> no! I never, I never uh,
1: stopped and thought about that. Ricks, you're so funny. <laughs> all of our kids, all of our friends, this is a horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> if anything, he loves me too much. Oh my god!
0: <laughs>
1: sorry yeah okay so you said i was that way
0: too and then i lost it and continue <laughs> no man i well and, and honestly dude that that's the truth though it's like you can get caught up in the moment i know i've been there it's gonna like it's gonna be okay just i don't know i i feel like <laughs> i feel like It's just natural tendency to be like, I found the person who I truly, truly love. It's like, well, do you really? Because what you're saying to me is not actually accurate. And all of their kids, the people who know them close. And I was like, thinking to myself too, like you guys all trusted me, you know, all, all the groomsmen in my wedding, you know, you guys trusted me to like make the right decision. And it turned out not to be the right decision well so i wouldn't say I'm the like, right decision okay. but it
1: wasn't the strongest choice right like <laughs> <laughs> yes. hey don't beat yourself up that much that is- it was wrong it's just life experience you learn from it but it just wasn't the best
0: like being aware of red flags and stuff like that especially when it comes to relationships too like, that, that honeymoon period of when you first meet, and it's like, everything's perfect, this is great, there's no problems at all. Like, that's a total fucking lie. There is, like, there is going to be shit that you're going to have to deal with, and it's better that you experience that before you get married than it is after, you know, you go through that whole process. So, anyway, that the only reason I brought that up is because it kind of reminded me of, of just my experience. It was like, eh, yeah, that's right, uh, you know... I, it hearkened me back. It it was kind of like PTSD for me.
1: Well, that's another one in the books. Until next time.